Kristen. And I'm Melanie. And this is Looking for the Middle. The Christian Girl's Guide to Modern Dating. We are just two girls, not both single, one single, (laughs) one married, trying to help you figure out how to date well as Christian women. Or navigate dating well, or the whole not both being single thing (laughs) just threw me off. It's okay. So, surprise, Melanie is here today with me. So, I drove down over the weekend to visit Melanie. Am I allowed to say why on the air? Yes. Okay, so Melanie is pregnant with her first baby. And the gender reveal is this weekend. I got perks because I'm the best friend, so I already know what the baby (laughs) is. But the gender reveal is this weekend. So, I came down to hang out and be here for that. And we thought, well... I've recorded with Lindsay, Bethany has recorded with Melanie, all four of us have recorded together, but I have never gotten to just record with Melanie. And as y'all know, we've been best friends for the past 14 years. It'll be 15 years in August. Wow. That's so, a, we should do something. We should. That is a milestone. We'll have like a We won't be able to go board. anywhere because I'll have a two-month-old. Dang it. <laughs> But, but we could do something. We could do fun. something. I'll come down and we'll sit, sit and watch <laughs> Hannah Montana with the baby. Perfect. It'll be great. Perfect. Expose it because I'm not going to give away the gender on here accidentally. <laughs> I guess I could though because it'll be out by the time this comes out. But if Bethany listens, that's true. That's a good point. Bethany doesn't know yet. Bethany she doesn't finds know. out at the gender reveal. Yes. So okay. So we are still going to stick with our Q and A series, but Bethany is not here this time. So Melanie and I are going to answer the questions for y'all, which will be fun because you'll get two different perspectives. Well, you'll get my same perspective, but Melanie has now been married for two years, just over two years. And so she's close enough to my season to still remember it all, but then she's also had the (laughs) experience with being married. Her dogs are also in here with us and Ramsey, the little dachshund, just like stretched out full on his back. And is just living his best napping life right now. There you go, Rams. It's fine. It's fine. Try not to be too distracted yes. by their cuteness. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So you ready, Mel? Yes. All right. Question number one. When should you say I love you when you're dating somebody? The girl who wrote this question on Instagram also put, and just more about that in general <laughs> at the end of her question, which I love. But you have a really fun story about how you and Trey yes. got to the point where you told each other that you loved each other. Yes. So why don't you start by telling that and then we'll get into our opinion. Okay. I don't remember exact timing of this, but we had been dating. We have already recorded our story, I guess. We met online and um, if you want to hear more about our story, you can go listen to that episode. But we met online and then we were meeting every weekend or every other weekend or whatever. And we knew really quickly that we wanted to get married. And so since we knew we wanted to get married, we pretty much knew we loved each other because they kind of go hand in hand. Right. Um, But we both felt like it was too soon to be saying it. We didn't want to jump into it and then have to, like, take it back or feel like we jumped the gun and then it didn't work out or whatever. It just didn't feel right. So, but we wanted to say something. (laughs) So, so we cute. started saying if we would get off the phone or when we were leaving, we would say, okay, I like you. Good night. Or <laughs> whatever. so cute. And then it turned into like, okay, I like you a lot. Good night. Or whatever. And then finally, we just were like, okay. I think he surprised me. and didn't surprise me, but he said it one day full on. And then we were like, okay, we can 
say we love each we other now. But yeah. Because how many... We worked our way up to it. <laughs> yeah. How many... Y'all dated for just over a year before you got engaged, right? Just under a year. Oh, just under... Oh, yeah. Because y'all started in June like... June to May. Okay, yeah. Well, it was about a year. <laughs> it was like... It was mid-June to end of May. End of May, yeah. So yeah. you're right there at it. So then, I think it was a few months before that happened, right? If I'm yeah, the it was timeline. like three or four months. Yeah. Which I've gone, like, I've dated a guy for several months and we never said it. I've dated a guy and we said it very quickly. I so think, I think it all just kind I of mean, depends. Right? Love is not just a feeling. Correct. I'm glad you pointed that out. Love, especially in marriage, is a choice that I'm choosing to love you and honor you and put you first. But at the same time, I say you'll you'll know when it's right to say it. But don't put too much pressure on it either. If you like, I guess that goes along with the second part of the question. Like, yeah. just let it happen naturally, and don't feel like you're behind. Like, I think we told each other we loved each other before we even had our first kiss. So for me, saying I love you was a lot easier than letting him kiss me because that was something for me that was a little harder for various reasons. And so it was what I was comfortable with. So that's going to be very situational, I think. But I would say also be careful not to mistake, mistook, mistake, love, Mm -hmm. mistake. Mistake. Okay. (laughs) That's a glimpse into my brain, everybody. And it's not pregnancy. I try to blame it on that, but it's not. (laughs) That's just it. Um, Don't mistake just the butterflies that you feel at the beginning of a relationship for love. Mm-hmm. I think love takes time. And when I told her I loved him, I was saying, I love what I think my life will look like with you. And I love who you are. And I want us to be one, like together. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, I love you because you make me feel this way. And right. because you're really cute. And I mean, I do <laughs> yeah. love him because he's cute. Yeah. But like, yeah, there's more there to it. There was more than of, that. I see this future and I love you. And I want it to be that kind of thing. Does that yeah, make sense? I think so. I think, I think you're trying, you're alluding to this, that you almost want to figure out what love means to you before you say it. Yeah. Because like in my mind, it's always been when I love somebody, I have this like deep level of care for them and I, I care about them. I want to care for them. I want to, I, I see my life and their life going in the same direction long term, mm-hmm. like that kind of a thing. So if you can figure out, like Melanie said, it's not just this butterfly feeling or whatever, but what does that actually mean to you when you say you love somebody? What are you trying to communicate? Yeah. That'll make it a little bit easier for you to figure out, okay, when I do realize that I feel this way about this guy, that's what love means to me. So I love him. And so I should tell him. Yeah. And it's okay for you to tell him first yeah. if you're the girl in the relationship. Yeah. I think it's totally fine. And it's okay if he doesn't say it back. Like, I don't know, maybe you're worried that he won't say it back mm-hmm. right away. But, like, if that's truly how you feel, you should tell him. Yeah. And if he takes a couple days to process it, that's fine. That's fine. Um, and I feel like, too, if your relationship is getting more serious, you're probably going to have conversations around yeah. this as far as, like, have you ever told anybody that before? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, what does that mean when you say you love somebody? Or, you know, those kinds of conversations may start happening. But if you have those conversations and maybe 
you know, he hasn't ever told anybody that before, it may take him a little longer yeah. before he's there, which is fine because he may still be trying to figure out what that means to him or if he's there or whatever. So, and I would rather that than just saying it back without meaning it. Yes. Because at least he's understanding the weight behind what he's saying and he's making sure, and that's really caring for your heart. So that's... Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, I would much rather it take longer to say than if some guy tells me that super quick, doesn't always necessarily mean it's a bad thing, but it's a little bit like okay, is this your, is this like your normal progression of, yeah. you know, how you feel and are you, do you know me well enough to have those feelings, that kind of yeah. thing. And again, like we said, this is all super, a lot of these questions are really situational, so we can't give as black and white of yeah answers as we would like to, but I think that's a good way to start, to just yeah. figure out what it means to you, tell him if you feel it and be patient with him with his response or he may realize oh my gosh I feel I've been wanting to say it to you and I didn't know yeah. how and then you said it and then it's great yeah so you never know yeah okay so ready for answer that one well? I think so okay. <laughs> Kristen and I have a bad <laughs> habit of talking around things and we feel like we've really talked about we've it answered really the great question. hopefully when, that's yeah. helpful when should you say I love you I think if you want to just give a straight out answer to the question, it's just when you're comfortable and when you realize it's more than just the butterfly feeling of it. Yeah, you see a future. Yes, whenever that happens for you. If that's yeah. two months in, if that's a year in, if that's six months, or any other time that I didn't just yeah. name. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, that would be our answer. Okay. See, there we go. Good. We wrapped it up. Yes, we did. Okay, question number two. We have a lot of experience with this question, um, or with the content of this question. This was another Instagram question that got sent in. So how do you not let your imagination run away, or how do you not get too excited when you have a crush? Like, how to keep things in perspective. And we're, like, grinning at each other because we were both terrible at this, <laughs> and we kind of still are. Yeah. We've grown. We've grown. We've gotten better. Um... A little bit. <laughs> we were talking before we started and just saying, Kristen was like, I feel like you're better at this than I am. And I was like, well, I feel like you're better at this than I am. And we realized it's because we had each other. We're good at keeping other people from going too far yes. in their imagination. Like I was good at keeping Kristen in check and she was good at keeping me in check. So our answer is your friends. Yes. You should talk to your friends and have that support of I don't want to get ahead of myself so don't let me and if you're the friend really don't let them yeah don't ask the questions of like oh what if you get married or and it depends on where you are too in this in your in your life are you in high school college is it very realistic that you could be getting married soon like so just keep it in check of what you ask your friends Yes. If that makes sense. I agree. I think that's good. And make sure the friend you're talking to, like this is something that I love about mine and Melanie's friendship is that we're super supportive of each other, but we also call each other out when we need it. So maybe if you have a friend that is very always affirming and never like, (laughs) not really is um, on the accountability side, maybe that isn't the friend that you have hold you accountable to this. Yeah. There's nothing wrong 
part of the fun of dating somebody yeah. new is sitting with your girlfriends and talking about the possibilities of the future. Yeah. So you want to have that friend that you can do that with and have fun. What if? But if your friend's always talking about that and always bringing it up, then that's all you're going to be thinking about. Mm-hmm. And that's going to in turn put pressure on this relationship that Doesn't you want to go well, high. but it's going to potentially make it not go well. Yeah, because, I mean, Melanie and I have had plenty of conversations and I'll literally start like, okay, I'm not, I know this sounds like I'm getting ahead of myself, but I have thought about this and she'll let me talk it through. And then if I get going too far, she reins me back in. But it's fine to have a balance of we're not saying don't ever talk about the future and don't ever get excited and don't ever, you know, it's just the way most girls brains work. That's why we have Pinterest people. Okay, this is, you literally are putting things in categories for you to save for later when you get to a point in your life where you can use them. And so it's fine to go there some, but just having someone that can say, okay, Kristen, you don't need to go there yet. Because I think there's a difference too in the getting excited, but then on the banking other hand, on it. Yeah, banking on it or worrying about things yeah. or starting to try to figure things out when you're not when you're four steps behind what you're thinking about. And that's when it can really start to be detrimental to the relationship. You can start putting this unnecessary pressure on the guy you're with when he has no clue what's going on in your head. <laughs> um, Poor guy. Yeah, I know. They they're such troopers. Um so just finding a friend that can walk that line with you and have the fun giddy conversations of oh yeah if y'all do end up together this would work really great or this would fit well or have you thought about this or also hey let's not we'll cross that bridge when we get there let's just focus on where we're at right now yeah and then go from there but the answer is just to have good friends which i feel like communicate have good friends around you and don't be too (laughs) creepy Or like the three. We'll just say it's two. Yeah. Just the third one was really a stretch. Yeah. Those are like the three things I feel like all of our topics come back to. It's like communicate, have good friends around you, and avoid creepiness. Avoid whether creepiness on your part or the, or the other person. <laughs> oh, I need to do like a, like a little guide of like top five things about Christian dating. If you don't know anything else, you just need to know these don't five things. Don't be creepy. Yes. Okay. Okay, last question, Mel. Okay. Oh, we're doing good. This is the heavy one. We saved this one for last. Yeah, this one's a little packed full of stuff. Yeah, so this is a two-parter. So part one of the question, how do you navigate a relationship where two people come from completely different backgrounds, whether that's spiritual background, family background, socioeconomic background, etc.? And then do you think these differences will cause issues in the relationship? you want me to start? So should we answer it one? Like, yeah, let's answer the okay. first part and then we'll, we'll come, come back to, to the, the second, second one. Part. So how do you navigate a relationship where you come from different backgrounds? Communicate. <laughs> <laughs> that was my loud voice. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Trey and I come from similar backgrounds, so I can't speak to it personally, but you have to communicate. And both of you have to be willing to experience what family is for the other person. Because I'm assuming this kind of means family dynamics. Yeah, I would think so. Does it say family dynamics? Or even, I mean, okay, socioeconomic status, is that Mm -hmm. what it said? Yeah. If you come from a lower socioeconomic status... 
be willing to see what kinds of things it's fun to do in a higher one or vice versa. I mean, and that just comes to communication and being for the other person you're with, which is what a relationship is. You should be for them. And if you care about them, whether you've said you love them or not yet. (laughs) Well played. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You will want to get to know all of them. And that includes their family, where they grew up, what kinds of things they did growing up, their friends, what they think about certain things in life. And their I mean, we all kind of have subcultures we grow up in that can be completely different than somebody else. So... You just have to talk, I guess, to sum up, I'm such a talker and I never make a point. I'm sorry. (laughs) You have to communicate and be willing to try something new. Be okay with things you're used to looking different for them. Mm -hmm. No, I think that's good. The, this question makes me think my dad always said growing up, just because something's different doesn't necessarily make it wrong. Yeah. And I think particularly the longer you're on the planet, the more you kind of get it set into this is how my life is, this is how it's been. And I think it's really great when you can surround yourself with people who grew up differently than you and who have different backgrounds than you. And when it comes to dating, this can be a really good thing as far as just like you said, opening, you know, yourself up to trying new things and seeing things differently. And I think if you view it as a hey, they grew up differently than me, that doesn't mean they were raised wrong, necessarily. Or that yeah. what doesn't mean that they want to do things this way because this is how they grew up doing it. That doesn't mean it's wrong. And I can, there's some flexibility that comes in here. Right. Yeah, because if you like this person, something about the way they grew up or were raised made them who they are. Yeah. Whether it be good or bad, And if you like that person, you kind of owe it to them to know all of them. Mm -hmm. Know all of what makes them... Them. Them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is a really great opportunity, too, for you to really ask questions about those differences Mm -hmm. and not just brush it off as, oh, we're just different in that way. Okay, well, why are you different that way? And, you know, what was it like, you know, in this circumstance? Or what did your family do when this happened? Or what did you... You know, I don't know. I'm trying to think of examples here. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of patience and flexibility that needs to come into any relationship. But particularly when you're coming from different backgrounds, you're going to have to bend a little bit. Not not saying compromising your like convictions or anything, but just in figuring yeah. out rhythms and habits and perspectives and all of that. There will be some compromising. Yeah, and I think having the humility to be able to maybe admit that the way you were raised isn't perfect. Yeah, that's true. And maybe admitting and recognizing that the way this other person is raised, that it's actually better mm-hmm. in this case. And it'll go both ways. There'll be that for, for both of you. But I think you have to be humble and not – it's kind of like what your dad was saying. Like, don't – I lost the quote. What is it? Just because it's different doesn't – mean yeah. it's necessarily wrong. Right. Yeah. And just because it's the way you were raised doesn't mean it was necessarily right either. That's very true. And not that... Anyway. Yeah. Do you feel like when you and Trey... Or I guess, let me ask it this way. 
when did you and Trey start kind of figuring, I know y'all grew up similarly, but obviously y'all have some differences. Was that something y'all started working through when you were still dating or was it not until you got married that you realized, oh, this is, you're very different in this area than I am? Or like, when did that kind of start popping up? I think we, let's see. I think it would be when we were dating. Okay. We talked a lot about our family dynamics. And so nothing was surprising when we were married. Maybe just learning more of the extent of things. Okay. Um, And I would say we've more struggled with, he's a guy, I'm a girl. I like to talk and he likes to get to the point. And <laughs> that's been more our struggle of realizing that more when we got married. But yeah, yeah I don't think. I don't think there's been anything shocking, but when we got married, it was more, it goes deeper of mm-hmm. learning how that affected each of us. Yeah. And we both had great upbringings, but you obviously are affected by how you're raised. Mm-hmm. So what did that make us become, basically, yeah. I guess? Yeah. And I like the way that you phrased it as far as, regardless of how similarly or differently this person was raised if you like them that made them who they are mm-hmm. and so take the time to get to know that and understand that and embrace it in a sense and then move forward so right. then with the second part of the question do you think that these differences will cause issues in a relationship i don't think they have to going back to communication yep (laughs) um but i think they very well could but that can be put along with a list of all these other things that if you're not willing to compromise you're not putting the other one first the other one the other person (laughs) the other it (laughs) the other person first and you just think you know it all you could just pretty much put anything in that blank and say that's going to cause issues in your relationship um So yeah, again, I guess it could, but if you communicate and you're willing to try new things and you're open to people being different than you, no, I don't think there's any reason it should cause issues. Yeah, I completely agree that it could, but it doesn't have to. And I think this is one of those things, I feel like this should apply to any sort of... um, Anything that could cause an issue in a relationship, if it comes up, go ahead and address it and don't let it simmer. Because if you, if it's one of those things where, and I'm terrible at this and I'm really trying to grow in this area, but something will bother me about something, but I don't think it's a huge deal. So I won't bring it up, but then it'll happen three or four times. And then I get all upset and be like, well, this, 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 and this time. And the other person will be like, okay, hold on. Why did you not talk to me about this before? So if this, you know, there is a little bit of a tension point or there was an argument or something they said that bugged you because of a difference, go ahead and address it at that point. And then you can go ahead and open the conversation and the communication about it and not let it build up to where it's bigger than it actually needs to be. Yeah. And I think that's just smart in any any yeah. issue or co- topic or conversation or whatever. Yeah. I just thought of something else too. I also think um, being able to show grace is a really big deal. More thinking again for the families. Um, because if you were raised completely differently, there's probably going to be things you don't agree with that he or she's family. She's. <laughs> Guys, I promise. 
Okay. His or her family. His or her family. What was I even saying? Okay. Probably won't agree with everything that his or her family does. But recognizing that you're the new person coming into this family or whatever, meeting this family and showing grace and understanding that you don't have to agree with everybody on every little thing and vice versa, that he shows grace when he doesn't agree with something. And the cool thing about growing up and becoming an adult, one of the cool things is even if you had an amazing upbringing, there are going to be things that you do differently that, you know, you'll raise your kids a little different or you'll do something different in your marriage compared to what your parents did. That list may be really short. That list may be a mile long, you know, and it'll depend from each person. But it's not like, okay, just because this guy came from this family or this background or this whatever, he's going to turn out exactly like this. No. No. That's not the case necessarily at all. And I think, you know, you realize okay we're both adults what are we taking that we like from and that's a great question ask me like okay what did what did you like about your upbringing what did you like that your parents did are there things that that you want to emulate about your parents marriage or their parenting style or whatever are there things you don't want to do like the way your parents did them are there things that you want your marriage to be completely different in than the way your parents was and those are obvious those are later on conversations this is not like second date material or anything but no please don't ask that on a second date and if you do don't tell anybody that I told you to <laughs> but those are good questions to ask later on as you're getting closer to realizing okay this is somebody I could spend the rest of my life with how you know opening up that topic of conversation yeah and the closer you get to marriage the more it becomes it's you and him And our life experiences to this point will affect things that are really important to us and things that are not so important to us. But then it's more, and I mean, your families will always be a part of your life to whatever extent that your family situation allows. Mm -hmm. But marriage is leaving and cleaving. You become one. And ultimately, once you are married, that's the ultimate thing. You have to do what you together know is right before the Lord, not what your family says. And you might get great advice from your family. You might constantly have to push back against your family and say, no, we don't agree with that. We don't believe that or whatever. Those are the two extremes. But you will be making this path together, just the two of you. And the life experiences will help because y'all will balance each other out and well, no, that's really important to me. I can't budge on that. Or no, actually, I see that that's a better way to do that. So that's really good. And that's marriage. And again, there's so many different situations. And But this question kind of alludes to marriage and preparing fa- for marriage. Yes, I agree. So I think it's good that we're talking about that in that direction. And I think this can be particularly difficult for girls as far as what you're talking about of going from your family to a husband because we have this role to be submissive and to be, you know, his helper suitable. Thank you. (laughs) And so you go from being in your family and then now you're moving to where this guy is your top priority 
aside from your faith. And he's the one you make your decisions with. And he's the one that you are living with once you get married. And he's the one who, you know, you're navigating life with. And he's the one that, other than Lord, like his opinion matters most as far as input and all of that goes. So it's a hard transition to figure out, especially if you're a people pleaser, which we've talked about on here a lot because I am... You are. Bethany talks about that too. So it's a tricky thing to navigate. But again, just talk about it. Yeah. If you. I mean, we've had to navigate it and we're similar. So I would say it's one of the things that no matter where, what your background is, you're going to have to navigate transitioning from being a part of a family to making your own family, new family. And. I don't have a, <laughs> a wrap-up statement. We just talk for hours and we never really have wrap-up statements. So having to like... Yeah, we don't ever wrap up. <laughs> no, do we? we don't. Like last night I got here, we talked for three and a half hours. I was like, okay, well, we'll talk more in the morning, but we got to go to bed. To be continued. Yes. <laughs> exactly. But I think that's a well... I think we answered that. I think so. I wouldn't say well, but I think we did our best at answering it. Yeah, that. I think because we talked about how you navigate it and then... We said it doesn't have to cause issues, but I do think if you don't talk about it, that it could. So just keep that line of communication open, people, and talk through things. And, you know, that's the best way to approach it, I think. Yeah. All righty. Well, that's all we have for today. Mel, thanks for guest hosting with me. This is so fun. We need to do this more often. need to come down and I'll be visiting i'm sure quite a bit yes. with all the new exciting things and the new baby and i'm almost just ruined what the gender was <laughs> i'm not going to but yeah so check back next week where we will have another q a episode for you but until then i'm Kristen, and i'm melanie and this is looking for the middle <laughs>